What was the strangest moment in your life that you still can't explain up to this day? Worked for a company that had maybe 250 employees. Two of them, whom I didn't know very well, were in a car accident because a guy fell asleep driving and his fianc. The passenger died. He wasn't able to work anymore and never came back. I left the company and moved to the other end of the state. After a couple of years I started thinking about this guy. Like hardcore. Like I had a memo in my brain I kept snoozing. But it would pop up again. I kept thinking. I have to tell this guy he needs to do the lord's work. Oddly specific. Right? Close bracket. Now I'm not super religious. I'm more of a spiritual agnostic. But I could not shake this feeling that I was obligated somehow to tell this guy what his future should hold. Let me reiterate we were not close at work. I barely knew him. Abe said hi twice a week. One day I'm back in my old hood and I went to my old work. Retail. Him. Shopping with a friend who had gone around the corner to get something. Out of nowhere. The guy I used to work with comes walking by. I'm sure my mouth fell open. I wasn't sure how to greet him. Since the last time Wed spoke he was engaged and then killed his fianc in a car. So I just said hi and then I was like. So this may sound weird. But for like the last 6 months I've been feeling like I'm supposed to tell you that you're supposed to work for God. Sorry if that's too strange. His eyes bugged out and he was like. What? He turned to the person he was with and said. Did you hear what she just said? Question mark. Inside I was like. This is getting awkward. He legit started crying, and he was like, Thank you. Thank you so much. Can I hug you? So after a moment, he told me, after he left the company head studied, and got a well-paying job that he enjoyed, but kept feeling like he was missing something. Recently, for the first time since the accident, had gone back to church, had been offered a big promotion that would have moved him across the country. But he thought he really wanted to go to seminary school and become a pastor. Apparently had asked God to guide him. I was like, okay, so, that's all I've got. Good luck. Hope things work out. And went to find my friend before my money quiches thawed out. Not sure who believes in any type of guiding force or better. For lack of a better term. Guardian angel but I feel like I encountered something. I had to be about 9 years old and my school bus stop was right across the street from my house. The street itself had a bit of a hill to it, and where my house was is where the street started to level off. So, I crossed to the other side from my driveway, which put the bus stop maybe 20 yards away. As I'm walking toward it, a man dressed in all white with suit slash vest slash fedora circa 1930s starts to crest the hill, walking toward me, as we start to pass one another. He tips his hat, says good morning to me using my name, and tells me not to worry, she will be okay, and keeps walking. I just kind of freeze for a moment because stranger danger. A moment or two later, I have the 9 year old equivalent of WTF and turn around to look at him but, as you probably have guessed, he was just gone. Nowhere. Poof. When I got home from school I learned my nana had passed. I assume that was what this, whatever was conveying that I shouldn't worry because she is okay where she is. Had a vivid dream of my grandmother in a green dress. Super vivid. She was standing at the bottom of the stairs. Looking back at me. The next day we got the call that she died. I was very sad. But we knew it was coming. 
I said to my family that I had had a dream about her in a green dress. She was beautiful in it. My aunt went white as a sheet. There were no pictures. But apparently my grandmother got married in a green dress like the one I described. I had never seen nor heard of it. I was 16 at the time. We were very close before she passed. I'm 48 now. I'm a skeptic, but sometimes I wonder about this incident. A friend and me were driving at night towards a crossing. Its traffic lights were off at night and maximum speed was 50km h. On the left was an underpass. So we couldn't really see what comes from there. From the right, came another car into the street we were driving in. But the driver drove slow and jittery, as if he was drunk or on drugs. So, I said to my friend slow down. Be careful and he did. When I tried to get a look at the other driver it was impossible. It weren't tinted windows. But all I could see was pitch black. Even the street lights didn't help. Suddenly from the underpass on the left a car shot out and drove straight over the crossing with what must have been at least 150km h. If we didn't slow down before and instead had maintained our speed, we would have 100% collided with that guy. At this speed we would have been toast. Even now. 10 years later. Every time I pass that crossing I'm asking myself if the drunk driver was some kind of guardian angel. I had a similar moment. Four cars of which I was one we were all doing 120 kilometers per hour in a 100 but all of us were just cruising. No racing or anything. I got this strange feeling to slow down AMD so did the other three cars. Just after that moment a car prop going about 140, 150 kilometers per hour shot between us all and in front of me as we were going around a corner with opposite camber under an underpass and onto the motorway. Anyway I saw a gap and just aimed for it. The guy who shot past me slammed into the wall diving each side of the motorway and went up on two wheels. I thought he was going to tip over, but he came down then shot across the road. It was like time slowed down for me. I was able to anticipate what was happening and miss it balan off it, even though it happened only metros in front of my car. We all stopped safely, and we got out, and berated the driver. Really weird situation. But no one got hurt. Only the guy's car. When I was 8, I once woke up in a place where everything was all white including the clothes of the people around me. I had no idea how I got there and couldn't understand what the people were saying. I was sure I died and was in heaven. A. Itty. Woke up from a coma after several hours of assisted breathing following a cardiac and pulmonary arrest. Ally died and got reanimated just in time. In the all-white emergency room. E people around me were nurses who spoke Spanish. E I was on vacation in Guatemala. NLY when my grandma was let in to see me that I understood I wasn't dead. A. Something I can explain now. Till. S very strange. Oh have basically no memories from before that event. Though I didn't suffer from amnesia back then. It's just that everything from before that day vanished from my memory faster than what happened from that day on. There were two of the exact same moments. So. I used to hang out with my friends at a local shopping mall pretty often that is a bit far from the city. The only road that connects to the mall is a highway with lots of cars going fast and no sidewalk. Once, when we were in this mall we had the idea to go to another mall that was closer to the city and, conveniently, the highway that connects to mall 1 leads directly to mall 2. 
there was a small problem, we didn't have a car and we were pretty short on cash. So we decided to go to mall 2 on foot. Through this highway, the distance from the two malls was just shy of 6 kilometers, 3, 72 miles. So we thought we'd be fine. We then went on our journey to mall 2, walking on the shoulder of the highway on the opposite way, so we'd see the oncoming cars. I also had a flashlight that I used to shine a blinking light to the direction of the drivers, so they'd see us. I was being very careful not to blind anyone though. I know that it was still very dangerous. It was nighttime and the wind was blowing pretty hard. About 20 km slash h. 12. 5 miles per hour. And very cold. But we were laughing and chatting about all sorts of things. So we were fine. In the middle of the highway between those two miles. There is a huge valley that is well known for being a place where murderers go to throw bodies away. There were several people found dead in that valley. We were pretty scared to go through this section of the highway, but we went there anyways. We were a group of four people and we all had knives, so we thought that we'd be fine. We made our way to Mall 2 successfully and then we proceeded to sit somewhere to talk and etc. We sat down and talked about how cool it was to go from Mall 1 to mall 2 on foot, and that it was a fun experience. Talking a bit more, we noticed that none of us remembered of going through the segment of the highway known for being a place to throw bodies away. We didn't remember anything, and we couldn't even be sure if we went there or not. But the only way that we could be on mall 2 was going through that segment. We then got to the conclusion that we must have been distracted and didn't notice that we went there. Next day I was watching the news and saw that a body had been found at that place the night before. At approximately the same time that we were there, I was shocked. Because we'd have seen all the police cars and helicopters there. That's when the craziest thing happened. The TV helicopter footage showed a group of four people with a blinking flashlight very near the spot where the body was found. Indicating that we had been there. Even though we didn't remember. I shared the news story with my friends and we were all pretty stunned. We all went to a neurologist to see if we were okay, which we were. Fast forward 6 months to last week. I was on mall 1 with the same friends as before and we decided to go to mall 2 on foot, the same way as before. Result. Everything went fine, but we still can't remember of going through the body disposal segment of the highway. No body was found in there this time. We decided not to go there anymore. I apologize for my poor English. Sorry for writing such a huge comment. So, I think it was last year fall, and I was sitting in my house with other friend. We are Latvians. That happened in Netherlands, and I randomly started thinking about Latvian who wants to be a millionaire host for no reason. I haven't heard anything, or even thinking about him last 5 6 years. Totally forgot about that he exists. And then I asked my friend if he remember him man. He said that sounds familiar but don't remember. Then I just told him that he was host of that show. And my friend asked why. I said just came in head. A. And the next day I read news that he went to Netherlands with family and died on street from heart attack day before. And I would say around that time also. Ready often these things happen with me. Cannot explain. Who friends also have seen. Hat I randomly say something for no reason, and then it happens. Air our wife of my English. It, wow thanks for almost 500 upvotes. Tease only my 3 or 4 comment on Reddit.
Seven to eight years ago I got an email that was something along the lines of, Hi. This is person I don't know. I'm trying to transfer $3.162.45 into your account, but need updated banking info. Please send your new account number, so I can send you the money. Obvious scam. But I got this email late at night and I'd been drinking. And the address didn't look sus. And I thought, what can they steal with just an account number? Nothing right. I was broke. I only had like $200 in the account anyways. Ima just give it, and see what happens. I check my account the next day, and there's the $3,200. I got the money. I spent the money. Nothing ever happened. I haven't heard anything else from them since. The money was real. I got it. I spent it. My bank never said anything. Still no idea where it came from. And they never emailed me again, or asked for anything else. My real life Nigerian prince. When I was around 10 years old I went shopping to a local shopping center with my parents. We would go to this place quite often so, and we parked in the usual multi-story car park area we always park in. So this car park usually closes at 9pm, but for some reason I had the biggest wave of dread coming over me, and a horrible feeling in my stomach, that it was going to close at 6pm. My parents pointed at the signs displaying the closes at 9pm multiple times, but I couldn't get past this feeling. I was holding onto the stair rail screaming and crying begging them not to leave the car, and at this point all the other people in there were looking. My parents were probably extremely embarrassed as it looked like a major tantrum. Anyways we had been shopping for a few hours, and mind was now occupied by a new toy. We headed back to the car park around 6.30pm, and so behold the car park was closed. Every person had to pay a fine to get their car out the next day, and we had to get a taxi home. My parents literally looked at me like I wasn't from this planet. I have no idea why the car park closed, and I have no idea how I knew it was going to happen. When I was 11 I was hanging out at my friend's grandma's place for a party and we were on her dirt road playing around on bikes at like midnight, because the party was still raging on. I go off a few yards into the darkness away from the only street light for about 500 feet, and out in the bushes beside the road this ball of light would say the size of my fist comes out of the bushes, and then sinks back behind something. At first I think it's one of the other kids with some weird flashlight, but after calling out there was nothing. The way that light moved was weird to me. It was very fluid and loopy, if that makes sense. Sorta of the same motion a conductor moves their pointer for music, if anyone has seen that before. I can't really find any scientific explanation, so I'll just assume it was a ghost or fairy or something. Another is when I misplaced my favorite pocket knife my dad gave me. It's bright purple and hard to miss. I always have it on ledge of where my mattress is. Uneven laying on the box spring, in case there's an intruder, or on my window seal that's directly next to my bed. I could reach over and touch it close. One day it just up and disappears. I look in my usual spots and in all my bags. Coats. Jeans ECT. That thing was gone. Then a full week later there it was on the ledge of my bed like it never left. I never brought it up with my folks because they would call me crazy. I hope one of my family members borrowed it and placed it back where they found it but they always ask beforehand. Another weird weird thing I guess. When I was in high school, my family lived in a house that sat about 300 feet from the road. Every morning I had a long walk down the driveway to meet the bus. 
and since we lived in the country, the bus came pretty early, one morning while I was walking. Something that looked like a spotlight crossed the yard in front of me, sort of the opposite of a shadow. It wasn't completely dark outside, so I could see there wasn't anything flying above me, and other than the normal sounds of being outdoors, it was silent. I had forgotten about it until I read this post. So weird. I was out of town for work when I was in my early 20s. My mum rang me in a panic one morning freaking out and asking if I was okay. She explained that she'd woken up suddenly at 2.15am from a dream that she saw me getting into a taxi and she had the overwhelming urge that she had to tell me not to get in that taxi. She thought I'd think she was crazy though. So she'd waited until 8am to actually call me. I laughed it off and assured her I was fine and safely in my hotel bed. But in reality, it freaked the shit out of me. I had been out drinking with people from work and I remembered looking at my watch at exactly 2.15am as I was getting into a taxi to go back to the hotel, get some stuff and go back to my boss's apartment to get it on. Nothing really bad happened, aside from having a fling with my boss, which is typically not recommended. So to this day I don't know what horrors her intuition thought were going to befall me, and I've never told her. My husband works with clients doing trauma healing type work, often via Skype slash Zoom, even pre-covered. Years ago, he had a client session so went into the living room, where he usually did his calls. I went into our bedroom and shut the door and was going to spend the hour working on my laptop. About 20 minutes in, I suddenly got this weird skin crawling feeling out of nowhere and looked up from my laptop, only to see a man, kinda hologram fuzzy, like there but not there, walk into my room with what looked like a gunshot wound to his head. Told my husband, wondering WTF was that I swear I saw. Ends up the woman he was working with had lost her husband 5 months prior. He was in the military and had returned from combat, had severe PTSD and eventually killed himself. And yes, by gunshot to the head. Let me preface this, that I've never believed in ghosts. To help you understand the situation fully you should know that I lived in a condo with the front door inside of a building. It was essentially an empty hall so everything echoed in that area. About a month after my dad passed away I dealt with my first ever paranormal experience. I'm sitting in my living room, only one awake, when I hear the front door slam open. I got up to check what happened and saw that the deadbolt was still in the locked position and the door was wide open. No one had come in or left. It was just open. Every time I think back to it, I can't explain it. No wind in our empty hall of doors. No people in sight. There was nothing. I was a little kid recording in the understairs closet. The light switch was all the way in the back of the closet. When I flipped it, I turned around and saw a shadow on the wall of someone sitting in a rocking chair. I stood stark still, and they began rocking. They slowly rocked faster, and eventually the chair began swinging like a pendulum as it rocked. They swung into one of the dark corners of the closet where their shadow shoulder disappeared. But I could still see it. I ran TF out of there and showed my parents the recording. They tried to play it off. But I think they were concerned by it too. A few weeks later, the recording was gone. But all the other videos were still there. This past summer, I scheduled with my husband that I would take our two dogs on a very long walk down the beach once I got home from work. 
then he could pick me up on his way home from work, about an hour and a half, after I get off. About a half hour into the walk, about 5.30pm, I was hit with a wave of extreme fear, anxiety, nervousness and the thought something bad is happening over and over again just out of nowhere. I stopped and examined my surroundings for wildlife, other people, anything that could be telling me over and over again something bad is happening. No animals around. Not even seagulls or other birds which are usually always at the beach. No cars in the road next to the beach. No people anywhere in the beach despite it being a really nice day and people regularly working or exercising or playing on the beach. No boats out despite people regularly working on boats just offshore. It even felt like the ocean waves were silent. I pulled out my phone to see if there was just something going on because I felt super paranoid that something bad was happening all of a sudden. No texts. No news alerts. Nothing so. We continued on down the road. The dogs and I made it to 6pm. About 3 miles into the walk. Intermittent breaks and water breaks. We had about a mile until I would be in an area of houses that was where my husband was supposed to pick us up. On the north side of the road. I spotted a herd of wildlife about a mile away up this other road and decided not to proceed forward anymore as they are not friendly to dogs and seem to be moving our direction. So we turned back towards the water, sat on a log to take a break and give the dogs some water hoping it'd spot my husband's car on the road. We started off again and stopped at a washout a few minutes later so the dogs could walk and play in it. I then got a call from my husband that something had happened at work and he'd be on his way as soon as possible so for me to just rest with the dogs whenever I'm at. I said not to worry and that he'd start heading back because the wildlife was nearby and he could just pick us up wherever he sees us. By 7pm the dogs were exhausted so we were moving slow but only had a mile left so we were enjoying our time. We all needed the exercise and sunshine. Husband's cowhawker called me and tells me that there was a death at my husband's place of work at about 5.30pm and he was a first responder to the scene. It was the first time he had ever performed CPR on someone and the individual had been dead for some time at the point my husband found him. The dogs and I made it home about a half hour later and a few minutes after that my husband came home. My husband was ducked up for weeks afterwards and still is dealing with some trauma and grief from it. 5.30pm is when I got that overwhelming feeling of fear and felt like the whole world around me was completely silent and my brain repeated something bad is happening. The feeling of the silence and the emptiness of the sea and beach and roads around me felt like I didn't exist all of a sudden or that I wasn't in this world anymore. I don't know how else to explain it and I can't explain the whole thing other than coincidence. About 3 weeks ago I was in the middle of being dumped by my now ex-girlfriend, whilst in my car in front of her house. We both stopped talking for a second and noticed a lady walking her dog towards us. Note this is at 11pm in rural Texas. We notice a lady is walking irregularly, like, not stumbling drunk and type walking, but rather with seemingly uneven strides and with frequent but subtle pauses in her motion. It was almost as if she were getting used to the earth's gravity. She passes my car in this fashion and we both watch as she begins to round the edge of the cul-de-sac when she stops dead center of it. She then bends over and places a hand on the ground and after a moment returns to walking in that weird glitchy way. She is now heading in our direction again and this time on the same side of the street. 
My ex hands me her pepper spray that she keeps on her as the woman approaches the rear of my car. And I say, get down and hide, so we can hopefully avoid any confrontation. However my ex refuses to do so and simply keeps watching the lady as she meanders past my car. I wait about a minute. My ex says my name. And I raise my head to the window, only to be greeted with what I can honestly say was the most horrific expression I have ever seen. Warned by that woman just on the other side of the glass. It was a mix of many emotions in her eyes. Anger. Fear. Confusion. And weirdest of all. Disapproval. Though she wasn't looking directly at me. She was looking at my ex. She was scared too. I was unnerved. And the lady just. She just stared for a solid minute. Before continuing her stagger down the road with her dog who seemed none the wiser. I'm glad the dog was happy. I'm glad that situation wasn't any worse. TL. Doctor strange lady who walks like an alien stares at me and my ex through my car window in the middle of the night. I once met this really weird dude from Montreal in NH and was trying to tell my one friend all about it. We went to Montreal and I was like maybe he'll hit up my buddy ha 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 but obviously I didn't. We stepped out of our Uber at the restaurant we were going to and there he was. Montreal is a city of 2 million people. This was over 2 years ago, and the odds still keep me up at night. After college I went to Mexico, to bone up on Spanish. During my stay, I'm a guy BTW. I was invited to come live with 2 college girls who were also cousins. Nothing happened between us. This is real life not porno. Anyway we became fast friends SND after one night of partying one of the girl's boyfriend's friends invited us all back to his nice place to crash for the evening and get breakfast the morning after. When we got to his place the first cousin and boyfriend went to a spare bedroom on the ground floor. The friend and homeowner took us, the other cousin and I, to a spare house on the second story where we would be sharing a room for the evening. He unlocked and opened the door for us, told us goodnight. And then we closed the door behind us and locked it. My female friend went to the bathroom to freshen up. While I checked out the small second story. It had a small kitchen. Closet. Front room and bedroom. Quaint but cool. Eventually we made it to the back room. To share a large bed and sleep off the medical. About 10 minutes. After settling into bed and just kinda talking by the light of the moon coming in from the window we heard a. Creepy noise coming from under the bed. In an instant a grown ass man climbed out from under the bed beelined out of the bedroom. Out of the house and shut the door behind him. WTF? Question mark? At the behest of my friend I jumped out of bed. Locked the bedroom door. Turned on the light. And began searching the room for more squatters. Or whatever. The window was locked from the inside. We couldn't find any secret passageways in the house or open windows. Sussaf. We were a little shaken up nothing happened, and we were also drunk. Still though, who was that? She thought it was the homeowner being a pervert. When we didn't fool around he got bored and left. But how did he get it and passed us? Question mark? I still don't know what to think. It was a weird next morning when the homeowner gave us a ride into town and we pretended like nothing happened, while asking questions about who may have access to the house. He said no one of course. IDK when recounting the story the next day the girls kinda shrugged it off like. Meh we were drunk and this is Mexico. Still kinda creeps me out every once in a while. One night a few years ago I was feeling like shit after a shot or two. Or five. So I went to sleep. 
I dreamt about my GF at the time coming into my room and rummaging through my drawers to find a box of condoms and the hunting knife she gave me. She put a condom on the blade of the cutting knife and then slowly pushed it into my chest while I was holding her and begging for her to stop. After the hilt pressed against my sternum for a moment, she fizzled into dust along with the knife. The pain stayed for a few hours though. The next day I got a ride over to her house and she confessed to me she was a lesbian and we weren't going to work out together once I moved out of state. This will get buried, but here we go. My family took a trip from Australia to the US in 1997. I was quite young at the time. On the flight home we had to sit separately. So I sat with my dad and my mum, and brother sat elsewhere. Mid-flight I had to use the bathroom. Dad was sleeping, so I climbed over him, window seat, and made my way to the middle where the toilets were. There was a queue, so I joined and waited. While I waited this impeccable dressed woman wearing a red suit, skirt, or dress. She had lipstick and dark hair. She wasn't a hostie. We flew Cantus and back then they wore navy I believe. She started to run my ponytail through her fingers and was kind of petting me, like a mother would. She commented how pretty I was. I was a shy kid so just stood there politely. When it was my turn to use the loo she kind of rushed behind me and tried to get in the stall with me quite forcefully. I quickly shut and locked the door where I stayed for a while. Then I returned to my seat, really rattled. I tried waking my dad up to tell him, but he was trying to sleep. I don't know why, but I have never forgotten that incident. The details are burned into my memory and it's really hard to describe the feelings I felt during those moments. I have no clue what her intentions were and will never know. I've already put a comment in this thread, but I have two other instances. When my dad was 12 or so, 1978, he was walking through his family's hayfield with a friend. He had a small metal harmonic that the friend was playing with. Predictably, the friend drops it and dad assumes it's gone forever. 38 years later, my dad and I are walking through the same field. Guess what I spot laying in the grass? The harmonica still played nicely and looked basically new. Aside from the metal outside being squished in from a tractor tire, a for instance, why grandfather was a boy, 1958-ish, he was hunting out in what were then mostly the wilds of New Mexico, tear deer across a deep gully and the deer fell down onto a rock, unable to reach it, ks back home to get his dad, they get back, get down to the deer, but are unable to clean it because of an oncoming blizzard, 30 odd years later, he went back to the spot with his son, my uncle, the same knife that he'd removed from his belt and forgotten laid in the place where he'd left it 30 years before along with the hide and bones of the deer i still have that knife one side of its leather case is severely bleached and dried out the same thing with the knife's leather grip the guy wasn't bluffing when he said no one had laid eyes on that spot in three decades not nearly as awesome but similar story we were at the beach once on a holiday with a bunch of people I have glasses that I absolutely need and wanted to go in the water. So mom tells me to give her my glasses. I do so. But for whatever reason, she forgot she had them and she decided to get in water as well. At some point she dropped the glasses and they were just gone. Not a big deal. Had a backup. The next day, I was pleading with everyone in the group to go to the beach just for a while and we all reluctantly go. Two people in the group. 
are walking along the edge of the water, and what do they see washed up in the sand? Nearly buried? Yep. Glasses. Insane shit. I was a weird quiet kid who was constantly reading, writing, or drawing. My siblings and I were in the after school program, because my mom couldn't come get us until 6pm. I was the only kid allowed to be in the library, because I would just curl up and read and draw. The librarian was this cool lady named Mina, and I loved her. One time I was about 8 I had this project I was doing drawing dream houses for all the people I knew, and writing whole stories about where they lived, and what pets they had, and stuff like that. Toll. Told you I was weird. Wanted to make a page in the book for Mina. And I asked her where she would like to live, if she could live anywhere. She went and thought for a minute. And, I piped up how about Sky? She thought I said Sky and said no. I'm not really a sky person. I'm more of a water person. No. I said. The Isle of Skye. In Scotland. Her eyes got big. And she said oh my god. I've always wanted to live on the Isle of Skye. How did you know? Since I was a little girl. And visited my great aunt. I've always wanted to live there. The weird thing is I'm pretty sure I'd never heard of the Isle of Skye before. I haven't the foggiest notion why it popped into my head. When I was around 13 I dreamt my friend's parents pushed her from the gallows, and when the rope snapped tight she exploded into a beautiful purple butterfly. Around a year later she was diagnosed with cancer, and died shortly after. At her funeral everything was purple and the song they carried her casket out, to was called Butterfly by Delta Goodrum. I still think about how weird that was. Even now 15 years later. When I was much younger I remember sitting in the classroom talking to one of my good friends about her two other brothers. I made a comment how her older brother was so much more attractive than her younger brother. Began to laugh and make other odd comments about their looks. Shallow I know. But we were young. I remember feeling bad about our shallowness and said something of the sorts of we better not talk that way because there could be an accident. We kind of just brushed it off and started talking about something else. A couple weeks later her brothers were in a car accident the older one died. He was only maybe 18. The younger brother survived however he was severely mentally handicapped afterwards. Always blamed myself for the words I spoke weeks prior to the accident. Finished getting some food at the drive through and was sitting in the far side of the parking lot and a patched hell's angel comes up to my window and says you must be and he said my name. And I'm like oh yeah. And he said ducking cops are beside us. So we can't do this now. And he walked away. And got into a van. Just happened to be police in the parking lot also. Basically got mistaken for someone with the same name as me who was doing a drug deal with an hell's angel at the same time and place in the same kind of vehicle. So there was a guy in my school. Who was friends with everybody. Just a cool dude you cold and not like and everybody knew him. One day he suddenly stopped showing up and cut contact with everybody. Nobody knew what happened and even most teachers were confused. This went on for months and many people including me would text him from time to time or try to call him, but he never answered. Then I was sick and stayed at home for a week and in this time I usually didn't wake up before lunch or so, but one morning I suddenly was fully awake and sat up in my bed at like 8am. A few seconds later my phone rings and it's him. I pick up the phone and ask him where he is and why he never answered any calls but he says nothing and I just hear him breathing until he ends the call after about a minute. The next day we found out that he died. He was very ill 
and in hospital all this time and didn't want to talk to anybody about this. He died that day what must have been only minutes 2 hours after he called me. I never talked to anybody about this call, and to this day I'm not sure what exactly happened there. This was about 4-5 to five years ago. My dad used to have a girlfriend that I really hated. She was like 20 years younger than him and pretty much a gold digger. I was studying abroad about to come back to my country and I texted my cousin asking if she could come with me to a witch to do some spells against her as soon as I would arrive. I took my flight to return home and the passenger next to me starts chatting and her story with her father was the same with same details as mine. The weirdest thing is that she told me out of ducking nowhere and staring right into my eyes to stay away from witchcraft. She had no way to know. And what are the odds that some stranger bring the witchcraft topic to the table while you are on the other side of the planet? 11. 000 KMS away from home. I was in second grade walking home from school. A dude pulls up and claims my father sent him to pick me up. I knew this couldn't be true, but I was scared and just froze. He kept telling me it was okay and to get in the car. I didn't move. I just stood there second guessing myself and thinking this was an impossible decision. Eventually the dude got just drove off and I walked home safely. Looking back at this situation now, I could easily be dead or turned into a traffic child. I remember telling my dad at the time and he blew up wanting to know the license plate, car color and so on. I didn't know it at the time but this was just a few years after Johnny Gosh was kidnapped. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video, also hit the subscribe button to support my work, and as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.